Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So today we're going to be talking with you about developing micro habits. And we are specifically speaking about Dr. Heather McKee's behavioral changes and her ways of trying to help somebody basically develop a habit that's healthy and towards their goals and for you to be able to maintain that approach in the long term with the season that we're in you know I've seen it in the gym there's a lot of new faces and the machines are all taken up um, which isn't a bad thing I love it to see you know new people in the gym and people going after their health goals but uh, a lot of people fall off here in the next couple of weeks or by February. They say that, you know, like a huge percentage of New Year's resolutioners will um, not be able to maintain that habit because they have these high aspirations like with resolutions and then um, they're not able to sustain it. So something that she teaches is just increasing habit maintenance. So we're going to kind of go over some tips on how you can move towards your health and fitness goals today, tomorrow, and beyond 2023. So Chris, did you wanna start with the first one or did you have anything to add on the intro part of that before we get started? No, I think that you covered the intro uh, really well. So I can get started with number one. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) perfect. So number one is track and identify what triggers your bad habits. So it's kind of like taking some inventory of when these uh, bad habits are occurring, what things are precursor uh, to the events. So a lot of it is kind of like doing some self-evaluation rather than just trying to constantly override a habit. Um, So like, for example, um, I'll just use me anecdotally. one of the things that I notice <clears throat> that is a habit that I'd like to change is just being a little bit um, like less of my best self because of just like overstimulation or multitasking or just trying to like do too much at once. So I'll notice that maybe I'm a little bit more irritable um, or I'm not like my best self with loved ones or I get super stressed out and overwhelmed. So looking at like why those things are happening, why those behaviors are, and I can identify I've had like a lot of socialization today, or I've had no alone time in the past week. Uh, Trying to multitask is making me feel anxious. Uh, Maybe lots of noise and like you know, people trying to talk over over television, even like simple things I think can add up over time. So like evaluating what the habit is that you want to change and then looking at like why tracking it and identifying why it's kind of occurring is the first step to getting started. Yeah. And she just gives like an example. And so it's just a very simple example. So she talks about eating like an afternoon cookie or, um, you know, a lot of people snack at night. I think that that can be a habit that people fall into. Maybe it's triggered by them binge watching TV and they start just mindlessly kind of eating on the couch. Um, 
some habits are formed through, you know, just basically repetition over time. It starts to develop into a habit. And whether the, whatever your goals are, it can be either a negative habit or a positive habit. So mm-hmm. hopefully in the new year, you want to develop those habits that are positive and that are aligning with your goals and your values and your beliefs. But if it's a habit that's, you know, maybe something repetition based that is really negatively taking you away from your goals, then that's something to address. So um, she speaks about if you listen to like her YouTube or her podcast, she talks a lot about just identifying different things in terms of the two categories, physical and mental. So if, you know, if you're hungry or you think that you're hungry, you may have a physical need to address, like, um, maybe it's actually, you are dehydrated. So you actually need more water, but you're getting that feeling of feeling hungry. Maybe if you're going to snack, it's because you're bored. So that would be more on a mentality side of things. It could be because you're tired and that could be a physical need that needs to be addressed, such as getting more sleep. Things like that um, are, you know, getting to that deeper rooted cause. And I feel like at Glam Girl, we go well beyond just teaching the client like, hey, these are the things that you need to do. This is your programming here's your diet. Here's like the rules that you have to follow. Here is your weight training program, all that. And go ahead and figure it out. Uh, we deep dive into that athletes, you know, personal life, things that socially, um, or career, uh, be causing hindrances to stay in line with your goals in terms of things that are, you know, becoming obstacles for you or maybe things that need to be looked at at a deeper level to understand why we're not able to adopt the habits that we really want to and to create these sustainable results over time. So number two is determine what you're really trying to achieve. So, you know, we talked about like, I talked about boredom. Um, I think you talked about stress and fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are experiencing loneliness And that all means that you need to, you know, address those issues first and get to the root cause of maybe what's causing that craving for you to start snacking at night in the first place. Yeah. And I think there's something um, about asking yourself, like, what is, what are you actually needing? Uh, Because we, as humans do need things. So like, where is that coming from? So you know, like Amy had mentioned, just kind of identifying like what it is and then what are you actually trying to accomplish and do those things fall in line with each other. So um, like when we talk about stress, uh, for example, it would be like much nicer to live uh, a life where you're feeling like you're having efficient work day, you're less reactionary to people Um, so like if that's what you're looking to achieve, for example, just making sure that, um, what you may be craving is, you know, like making sure that those things are in alignment or if not making that adjustment. Mm -hmm. 
Do you want to take number uh, three? Sure. So number three is experiment with replacements. So if you're identifying a negative habit um, or something that you would like to change, uh, we want to look at what we can replace that behavior with. So um, like if you're looking at changing up your eating habits and just being healthy, sometimes having prepped food, uh, healthy prepped food available, that's enough to kind of like help coax you into making the, the, a better decision versus like scrambling to find something. Um, so again, it's looking at what it is you're trying to accomplish and looking at different ways that you can replace that negative habit with something that's positive that aligns with your goals. Yeah. And they talked about, you know, like maybe grabbing a cookie while you're at work. Um, and maybe it's just you actually have a need to just like physically stretch your legs because you've been sitting at the computer for too long. So maybe, you know, change that trek to the vending machine um, to a trek outside to get some fresh air and get some sunshine. Or maybe it's that you're not feeling challenged enough by your daily work routine and that you're kind of bored. So you're meandering up there to um, get some extra snacks because you really need um, like a deeper value or meaning to your work. And experimenting with things and just trying to find different ways rather than saying, okay, I am not going to eat this cookie my resolution is going to stop eating cookies. Anytime you do that, the brain's going to react the opposite of what you want. So it's like that bad boy mentality, right? If we say cookies are totally off limits, then that's going to make you want cookies more. <laughs> and you're going to ruminate about that. So try experiments um, so that you can mess around and play with different things that you don't feel like you have so much pressure to not do something and just kind of you know you're less worried about the repercussions you're less worried about failing an absolute and you're giving your mindset a little bit more flexibility to try this instead so I'm going to replace that habit with xyz and you know maybe that doesn't work but that's okay because you're not putting an absolute with it if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So f- number four is begin with an easy win. And Dr. McKee compares the bad habit or negative um, habit as a deeply tangled knot. So it's when you're thinking about a deeply tied knot, you think, okay, at first this is super overwhelming. It's really tight. I can't seem to get it unraveled. And eventually, you know, if you just loosen it thread by thread, eventually you get the whole thing to unravel, right? So mm-hmm. she recommends a similar po- approach when you're trying to break a bad habit or form um, a good habit. And so just think about the easiest part, something that's going to be very simple for you to do that is going to give you that boost. It's going to give you that confidence, that momentum, and just breaking it into bite-sized chunks, little pieces by little pieces, so that you are significantly working through that habit and behavior, but you're doing it in chunks that you're going to feel wins. You're going to get that endorphin rush that you've accomplished something, and it, it may be something extremely basic. So if you're trying to, you know, drink more water, 
maybe something really easy is just like getting a bigger container and setting it by your workstation so that you're constantly just looking at it. Um, you're probably going to be more likely to sip that water. Um, that would be just like a simple way to just add a little bit of that new habit, um, you know, towards achieving something. Do you have any other examples? I, that probably wasn't the best example, but just something that popped yeah, in my no, head. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's applicable. I definitely think sometimes when we're starting our day off with an easy win, that helps set the momentum and the tone for the day. So um, looking at what you what what your day looks like, what structure your day looks like. So for example, like I know for some people just getting up in the morning and doing 20 minute walk on the treadmill helps them feel like they're getting morning movement. It's helping them wake up. They get ahead of their activity level for the day. Um, I feel like for me, just sometimes being able to get out of bed and go brush my teeth feels like a win um, just because it's like my alarm's going off. I'm not hitting snooze like five times. I'm just getting up and I'm doing like something mundane, but it's getting my day started. So um, I think like, yeah, the easy wins, I think also when they are like earlier in the day can kind of help us feel like we're, we're getting that momentum. I know like the scale a lot of times is one of the first things we do in the day. And if the scale goes up, then we feel like, oh, we're failing. And that brings a whole horde of emotions with it. Or if the scale, scale goes down, we're in a great mood and we're super happy. So I think like that's a whole different topic of maybe like disassociating that number with like wins and losses, but making sure that you have some like tangible routines or easy stuff that you can accomplish to kind of get started in the day. Yeah, I always, whenever I'm really trying to focus on getting posing in during um, a daily practice, I just put my heels right next to my scale. So mm -hmm. then I feel like I've accomplished something. I got something, like I ate that frog. It's like that one yep. thing I hate doing. Um, mm -hmm. I really hate doing posing, but it's like, okay, I'm going to step on the scale. I see the heels there, so I'm going to slide into right. them. Even if it's for like a minute, just going through my routine, it helps me feel like I got a win early on. Um, yeah. which is another reason why, like you said, you do your steps in the morning. I always try to get up mm -hmm. early and just get some steps in because if with our sedentary jobs, we're sitting at the computer a lot and mm -hmm. it feels good to get ahead and have already like five to 7,000 steps already done before your day is really even started. Um, whereas you can, sit at the computer, start your work day, and you're looking at your watch like, oh my gosh, I only have a thousand steps. Like, where am I going right. to, how am I going to make these up? Right. Um, okay. Number five. Do you want that one? Uh, okay. I can't remember who's yeah, this. Can... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just do like a quick intro and then go more into depth. Uh, so number five is focus on what you're gaining instead of what you're losing. Um, so that's a lot of times we, if we have a bad habit that has other associations with it, whether it's like a social engagement or feeling of relaxation, we can feel like letting go of that is, you know, we're, we're losing out on something that we once enjoyed. But instead, I think if we focus on the things that we are gaining by making that habit change, like I am going to feel better in my skin or reach my physique goals or, um, you know, just something that is, uh, in a, again, what are you associating that positivity with making that 
that habit change? Are you making that habit change just because you feel like you should? Or what is the actual reason and the root of why you want to bring it um, about? Yeah. And some of the things that Dr. Uh, McKee mentions is make your healthy habits social. So if you're going to go, you know, exercise, make it be with a class or a friend. Um, if you're going to prepare meals, do it with a family member. And just remember to that you don't want to feel like you're losing out on time. So I had a, a client that actually asked me, she's like, how do you do this with a career with kids and sports and um, all the things that you've got going on. She's like, tell me how I can be a successful competitor and add all of this stuff into my day. And I, I really, I mean, I am definitely like a love language person of quality time. And so I always feel like I'm missing out if I'm not doing things like with my family or my friends and my loved ones and stuff. So I always try to include them like Addie and I, and, um, you know, Bryce, my son and my husband, Kevin, we all worked out like during vacation and it, it was really nice to have that companionship. But then in the past, like I had always like had to spend like a couple hours in the gym or whatever. And I was, I was feeling like I was missing out on family time. Um, so try to, try to multi task things. You know, if you need more steps, ask a friend to go on a, on a walk, you know, and instead of, you know, like sitting and like, drinking coffee or something let's say mm -hmm. you know you go on a walk to the park but you want to try to no matter what you do you want to make sure that you're spending and you're recognizing you're spending time recognizing each of the wins and the things that you are doing that are enhancing your life versus you know what you're giving up and I thought it was interesting. I listened to her an interview on YouTube, and she had mentioned that when she was going through, um, like her PhD program, she did a lot of research. And one of the the um, research things that she did was she had these women that their only task was one group was um, told to walk, and it was just like for fun. And then the other group, they were told to walk, but they were told that it was for exercise. And when they got um, analyzed afterwards, they would put a bowl of M&Ms next to the workout group. And then they'd put a bowl of M&Ms next to the people that were just walking for fun. And the people that thought of the walking as exercise, something that they had to do, they ate like 10 times the amount of M&Ms than the group that just thought they were walking just for fun. Um, so just try to think about it in a light that whatever you're doing, it's, you know, something positive and that you are celebrating each of your successes in each small moment kind of thing. Yeah, perspective mm -hmm. for sure. All right. Shall we get into the five habit myths by Dr. McKee? Sure. Okay. So when we're talking about intentions we often come up with the idea of willpower if I just have enough willpower to do this then you know I'm gonna muscle through this and your mind just like your muscles gets tired over time and so if you have a job for example that forces you to make a lot of decisions throughout the day the chances are that your decision muscle making uh your muscle making or your decision-making muscle is getting <laughs> fatigued by the end of the day. So 
that's why a lot of people have what I talked about with snacking at night is that they're either tired, they've made so many decisions throughout the day that to make a decision at night, you know, not to eat these overeating their macros in the evening, it becomes very difficult because they're fatigued, they're bored, they're stressed. There's different items that where they're not just actually hungry. Um, so something that you can do to that effect is you can basically set out your daily routine and decide in advance a system that works. So you've we've already talked about like identifying triggers, identifying barriers, and just trying to get a little bit of repetition or just simplifying things so you're not having to make so many decisions can really help the power of your mind. So my best example would be planning your menu on like, let's say my fitness pal or your tracking app the day before, like at least 24 hours in advance where that day you're not making multiple decisions like playing Tetris with your macros or, you know, setting aside a day to do a meal prep and having foods on hand so that you're not making rash decisions once you lost energy throughout the day. Um, Pre-programming your workouts or having guidance on those so that you have a set schedule, but also time blocking where those fit appropriately so that things don't get in the way, making an appointment for your workouts. Um, Those are my examples. Is there anything else you wanted to add on that one before we move on to myth number two? No, I think that like when I read this one, it reminded me just of a lot of the things that we apply um, as athletes, because like you had mentioned earlier, we don't have tons of extra time. So it has to be like planned and structured. And um, sometimes you just have to go through the day of like uh, achieving those like things without having to like problem solve and think through them. So yeah, yeah, that I uh, pretty much agree. Awesome. Uh, Okay, so number two is ignore your inner critic. So um, a lot of times I think we can have just that negative inner voice um, that makes us feel like we're failing or that, um, you know, we're not getting ahead fast enough or we've made a mistake and now we're feeling down about ourselves. So I think making sure that you are, um, like, taking – I think most of us also don't pay attention to what our inner voice is saying to us where you just like speak these things as though they are facts. And so I know for me, it's been really helpful to in the morning or sometimes at night just to journal. Um, And I know I've mentioned this on podcasts before, but it does help me kind of like write down what is happening in my head and then rewrite it with truths. Um, And that's kind of like her point here is to rewrite that with a positive truth um, so that we're not like we're not, we're not falling onto these negative beliefs and and treating them as fact. Yeah, I think just tracking that inner critic, what's triggered it, and then how you can turn that critic into a coach. So the awareness and reframing it into a self care moment. I had mentioned a couple of these, but um, on the mental side of things, I talked about a couple of the physical examples. On the mental side of things, maybe. You know, you're feeling lonely, so you need to talk to somebody. Um, Maybe you're feeling tension because you're at the computer all day, and so you need to take a moment to meditate. But nourish yourself in the situation 
And once you've evaluated where you're lacking, that's going to be much easier to do. And then, yeah, and I, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. That's okay. I'm sorry. I have one more point that I know that's been helpful for me is sometimes I just need to ask someone for a different perspective. I think sometimes we can get caught up in our own thoughts. And that's why like, that's part of what I love about coaching is to sometimes give an athlete a different perspective on how they're perceiving a situation or their selves or their body. Sometimes we just get stuck in our heads. And like for me, I know even for myself, I'll be like, I'm feeling this way. You know, can you give me a different perspective? Am I seeing this correctly? Um, and sometimes that is just an easy way to shed light. I love that. That's a very good point. All right. Number three, repetition is the only way to create good habits. So yes, rep- repetition will form that habit. And we want to make sure that we're really making sure that our habits are in bite-sized chunks. And she talks about, um, Dr. McKee talks about Professor Professor Fogg. He calls this um, the bite-sized habits and celebrating or rewarding yourself as like your shine. So shine is that positive feeling created within you. And you want to make sure that you're really like celebrating yourself for each and every single little win. I know for you, you used to do like a calendar where you'd give yourself stars. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, just crossing something off a list. I make a list daily as part of my job. Of the things that I have to get done today. Every time I mark something off that list, I feel this huge dopamine rush. It feels so rewarding that I've done that. And, um, you know, you can just make this very small bite-sized chunks when it comes to what your actual goal is. So the first thing you want to make sure is that you anticipate what your biggest challenges are and that you're going to prepare your habits to weather that storm. So identify the barriers that may come up and then think about alternatives that you're going to be able to do to overcome them. So like, for example, if, you know, part of your routine is walking outside, you need to have backup plan like, okay, well, I still want to get my steps in. So I'm going to block out some time to also be able to like get on a treadmill during this time or blah, blah, blah. Any thoughts on that one before we move on? Yeah, I think the calendar was a good example. Um, I definitely... I think that for me, like when I was using the calendar, I was giving myself like an actual grade, um, like in school, like a 100 or a 90%. um, And being like my personality, and I'm sure a lot of us in the sport are like this, we want to see like a whole month of 100%. But I actually did it in like a grade type of system because I didn't want to get stuck in like a black and white mentality of like, having a check mark there through the bot, like, because if there was no check in the box, like, I feel like it was more discouraging where if I like saw a 90%, I was like, okay, I know I can do better tomorrow. Um, yeah. So like, sorry, if I misspoke on that one, (laughs) I actually, now that you say that, I was thinking of a different client that used the stickers. Yeah. And sometimes like that's better for people because they like to have like the, like the fun options and they get to choose different things to stick on there. So I think it's just like dependent on the per the person's um, mentality. Um, but I do really like, um, I think music is very helpful. Like uh, if you're just like, I'll know if sometimes I'm just needing like a little bit of a pick me up, I'll have a playlist that I use. And I think that's important to like celebrate 
your achievements and repetitions, sometimes with that music association, I think can be really helpful. Yeah, have your like your own um, applause <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when I pose, I have a posing playlist I listen to. And then that helps me like, you know, associate it with like a certain mood or certain movements or um, whatever. But I get excited to like put that on and then, then it helps me accomplish that activity. Yeah. All right. Why don't you take number four? Uh, okay, so number four is big goals lead to big changes. Um, so <laughs> I think that a lot of times we feel like people, they become successful overnight. And there's always like the highlight reel that we're looking at. And I think that um, remembering that it's about like we talked about repetition. Um, and then also realizing that like those small little steps um, achieve big goals and then they, they become bigger accomplishments as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit more. Yeah. I was actually just listening to, um, an interview with Lana Dunbar and she was talking about how, how many shows she had to do. I mean, she basically yeah. has turned pro, done her pro debut, got Olympia qualified, all these different shows in <laughs> calendar year. And I think she had mentioned like, last year there was one month in April or something that she had four shows because it was a weekend of five. Uh, I don't know. Just crazy how much perseverance it would take to get to the Olympia stage um, mm -hmm. by going the points route. They don't have that this coming year. So that should be interesting. But um, my point is, is that she said by the time she got to the Olympia, she wasn't nervous. She was just excited because she knew how hard she had to work to get there and so it was more about celebrating that moment because um she had gone through so many different um you know she had to really work hard and do tons of tons of shows and put in the time and effort so but I mean if you look at her and you could maybe think like that same thing like oh this is just like she's just like got great muscles she's got great structure she's beautiful but no like she had to go through a lot of sacrifice put in a mm -hmm. lot of time so uh I think the biggest thing in motivation when it wanes or if you're feeling like you know you had all this excitement around your new year's resolution and then that starts to dwindle um because motivation isn't going to last forever the best right. way to start is start by connecting your goal with your reason why. And I think that that's one thing about Lana is she's just like in love with the process. Um, I mean, she took seven years in between like her first um, preps and then to her moment in time. Now um, there was a seven year gap in between her competing. And I think um, she mentions like how her, her one friend passed away at the age of 26 and um, she just realized, you know, I want to be able to say like, if I die today, then I'm happy and I'm excited about what I've done. And so I think that kind of made her, you know, think like, Hey, I need to like live my best life. And I know that's kind of like getting deep and all of that, but I think that it has a really good message. Um, so if you are connected with your why and why you're doing this, then yes, you're going to get tired during prep. Yes. Like achieving something like that and going through that many shows, I'm sure was exhausting, um, at times for her. But, you know, if you kind of have that deeper connection, 
where it's not physical, but it's more mental. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people start with the, the goal as being a physical goal. So like, I want to look a certain way, but maybe you need to dig a little bit deeper and say like, is that the only reason why I want to look like a bikini competitor? Um, maybe it's to role model, you know, healthy living for my friends, my family, um, to be an inspiration to others or to be able to, you know, find that deeper connection, whatever it may be. I know I'm rambling, but I just, I was super motivated by that interview yesterday. (laughs) So yeah, no, that's great. They're all really good points. Okay. Number five. Do you want to take that? Uh, that's your, that's your turn. Oh, it is. I felt like I talked forever on number four. Okay. Number five, having a goal is the most important part about changing habit. So, I mean, we've kind of hammered this home and I think that the biggest thing here in this point that she wanted to highlight is that your environment can have a lot to play with, um, your willpower. So, She spoke about how there was a study conducted in the 1970s with soldiers in Vietnam. They were addicted to heroin, and 95% of them stopped taking this drug, which is a highly addictive drug, once they came back to the U.S. Um, So just that physical location um, kind of was like a powerful cue for them to stop that. And so kind of think about your environment and connection with maybe – relying less on the willpower. And, um, I think that if you can, depends on what your goal is, right? So, um, if your goal is to eat more vegetables, then you probably want to have a lot of vegetables on hand and your environment accessible that are chopped, that are prepared and ready to go, right? If that's your goal. Um, if you want to do more reading rather than watching TV, then you're going to put a book in place of where the remote is to remind you that this is the habit that you're trying to adopt. This is the one that you're trying to replace it with. But just kind of thinking about those daily changes that you can, um, you know, make that it's going to be just making your mind a little bit more aware in your environment so that you're not have to always, um, you know, like the physical environment can really impact and, it's less mental strength, um, to persevere through that. So make it easier on yourself is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think that like, sometimes it's been really good for me to go to a different gym just to try different equipment, uh, different, different atmosphere. So when we're talking about environment, like sometimes we can't change our family life. We like have kids and a spouse. Um, but some, sometimes like there's other things that we can have control over and maybe that's like, where we get our strength training session in um, or like uh, jumping in a class that has like a different social vibe, something that can just help you like stay motivated or connected to towards your goal. I like it. Yeah. Hopefully this was helpful for all of you uh, just to kind of look at your goals for 2023 and maybe make those deeper connections. Take a look at your environment, take a look at your triggers, just to kind of recap look and anticipate that there's going to be obstacles. That is a given. You are going to have obstacles that are going to prevent you or make it more difficult for you to achieve this goal. There's not an easy path and you are going to make mistakes. So, you know, 
listen to how you talk to yourself. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't talk to like a stranger or loved one in the way sometimes that you talk to yourself. So think about all these things. Hopefully they helped you and hopefully they will help you sustain and maintain your goals for 2023 so that you're in it for the long haul uh, with sustainable results. So with that, you can find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. And I just wanted to share my handle because one person said they tried to look me up and they looked up anger, like as in anger management. <laughs> so mm-hmm. my handle on Instagram is A-M-Y-E-H-I-N-G-E-R. Um, Chris, do you want to give yours? Yeah, mine's Chris Nicole underscore IFBB pro. And if you go to Prep Life Podcast, both of our handles are usually tagged on the uh, content there as well. Yes, absolutely. So um, the only other thing that I'd like to announce is that we do have the kickoff season kickoff retreat coming up in Phoenix, Arizona at the Arizona Grand Resort and Spa Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona, February 17th through 19th. There is still time to sign up. We are going to have a weekend packed with um, talks from Celeste Rains Turk from Build More Than Just a Body on food relationships, the mental aspects of prep. And then the other side of it is the Glam Girl coaches will be um, helping you through workouts, upper body, lower body, cardio, yoga, recovery, posing. We're going to go on some hikes and do some fun bonding activities. So you can go to glamgirlbikini.com and on the homepage is the registration. I'll also link the registration link in the show notes so that you can sign up. With that, this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, everyone.